here we go. This is Happening with Mark Zito and Ryan Sampson. I'm Mark Zito. I'm Ryan Sampson. And this is happening. You know, we don't normally do a show on Friday, and I've realized why. Why? It's because I desperately don't want to do it. I just... <laughs> it's very rare that you start, and you're like, you know, it's we like, don't like, get all the way to the end. It, it'll be okay today. Yeah, I said that. I was like, you know, this. no one's expecting this, so as long as it is, it is. But it's also probably a bad sign for my commitment to broadcasting that we got a, about 11 seconds into the show, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I <laughs> have so much You see, much but the thing on. is... That's when you feel good is by the end of it. Like when we're done, you're like, okay, you know what? Like I enjoyed that. Yeah, but no, this isn't like a workout for me. Like that's how I feel going to the gym every time. I've never been happy to go to the gym. Those people that talk about runners high and anything, I go to the gym out of some obligation of dread. So then when it's over, I feel good. Like basically the only reason I go to the gym I'm realizing is so that when I eventually die of a heart attack, I can just say, I tried. I did my best with the gym. You know, that was what I'm thinking. I, that's a pretty much like, I think, why everybody does it. No, I think some people really like it. By the way, do you have your like, air filter going? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, it, 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 we just decided it likes to do this like as soon as we go Maybe live. Maybe we turn it, it off. Maybe we just don't have I, it on for I, an hour. I, I thought we did. And then, and then it just kicked itself back on. So maybe we unplug it. Maybe that's the move. <laughs> I think it is, and then it just started over. It's AI. I don't think it does that. I don't you think don't, that's. I, I, why do you have these filter. air filters? What's going? Because you, you've, you've at like it's like Ryan has added stuff to his life now. Like it used to be, as you know, if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that I get just like ridiculously annoyed at any type of noise when we're trying to record. I don't even think you can hear it lots of times when you hear the show. Right when, when you, be, but. I, it you heard know, you, by the way, and slowed down. Good, because I wear headphones, so I hear every little thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Ryan has gotten into a relationship, and he has fucking air filters all over the place. Well, there's not all, they're not all over the place. It's just we bought, you know, like... Two. A two, because, well, I, I live in two different places. So, feels so? like they're all over the place. Well, so there's one at the lake, and there's one in the city. Now, each of these, you know... Y- amounts of space not that big so to me it's like you've put them directly in the studio well it, it kind of is especially at the lake because the how like it's it, my lake house is tiny right mm-hmm. like it's 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 technically bigger than the city apartment but the space is smaller where mm-hmm. you like so these are like air filters that i think are meant for like a huge house yeah and and it's in my tiny little space so wh- and they're very sensitive why do you have them well, because it's just dusty and, and you know, there's more than air filters that have been in my house lately. The fuck does that mean? They were, Kate wanted them. I, I understand. That's what I'm saying. Like, what does she need them for? Does no, I'm asthma? saying that there's a, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a new person in the house. So like. Why don't you tell her to toughen up? <laughs> Have you, like when she said, oh, Ryan, I'm having trouble breathing when we spend time together. Did you consider saying, well, let me check well, with Mark if this is OK? Yeah, I take my work home with me. So let me check there first. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. First of You're all, right. everyone takes their work home with them now. That's another thing. People start talking about like, oh, I need a work life balance. Maybe I'm just particularly bad at that. But it, it, it's like, what is that these days? Yeah, it's well, I think a lot of people gave it up a long time ago, but you should have a good work-life balance. Sometimes I get like practically turned on at the thought of uh, being like, hey, um, I just didn't do this because it wasn't work hours. Like I'll say that to people and they'll be all like, what? What? Like, like, like I told them I don't believe in dinosaurs or something like that. Like they'll just get this incredulous. Flat earth? But I don't do it nearly as much as I should. Yeah, you. I mean, a lot of people should do it more often, and I think that that's why people keep doing it. Is like it's sort of like the the transferred trauma of past generations, but not. It's like one person hears it and they they feel pressure to act on it, and 
and delegate it to the next person who then feels pressure to act on it when really if it didn't get done until the next day nothing would fucking happen yeah problem in most cases yes or it would just be like well i guess we didn't do that no one died the the other thing is and, and to oh i've point- said that to people when they're freaking out they're like oh i have an absolute mer- emergency at work i'm like oh god who's dying mm-hmm. yeah, like, nobody's dying and i'm like helpful. then you don't that's not helpful, Ryan. No one wants to hear your shit like that, though. Like, when you say that, I'd want to be like, why don't you shut the fuck up? Like, you agree, right? Like, that. that's like... A- no, there are sometimes it needs to be said to people that, like, they need to be reminded themselves that they're like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, this isn't fucking important. Now, sometimes it's weird when you're on the other side of it. Like, you know, as you get to... As I have more and more millennials, you could say, that I work with, I notice that they're all about the work-life balance and then i start to feel weird being like hey can we get on a call uh today after five and then i guess that's the way it's supposed to work like i'm supposed to feel uncomfortable about that but still it's 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 weird i just i i don't know i i i i just think that the the balance though doesn't actually exist because what's annoying is so here here's where i'm going with this i recently did this training that i have to do every year at work because they don't want me sexually harassing anyone do you have to right. do this by the way probably but you don't i, I haven't guess. i haven't in a, in a while okay so great I guess as air talent, you're just allowed to be zany and, you know, you can uh, slap people with towels or do whatever you want in the hallways of Sirius XM. Oh, yeah, because that's what I do. Yes. you're, you're, Dude, you're a crazy morning man. I don't know what you're up to (laughs) time and time again. But the the thing that is infuriating to me is in American culture, there is now – and look, I – You'll you could probably hear me on if you went back in some other episode where I'm saying the opposite of this. I go back and forth, but just kind of work with me here. Yeah, you make up your opinion based on how you want to inflame people that day. Yeah, or just what type of mood I'm in. But I uh-huh. did this training about um, harassing and stuff, and they're like, "Your employee," and it's like right or wrong. Your employers within their rights to fire you for a social media post, and I just. I, now, I knew the right answer, right? But I purposely got that question wrong and was like, I don't think they should be within their rights. Because there is this thing where you get hired by a company now and you work a job that's, let's say, nine to five, correct? Right. But mm-hmm. they feel like they own you all the time. Completely all the time. You cannot drink Pepsi if you work for Coke. And like, I'm just using those two companies as, as markers. But like, what is the... The logic behind that, like companies talk about work-life balance and it's like, well, who the fuck do you think is dictating that? Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's never in the employee's favor. It rarely, it maybe, maybe I feel like, you know, it's, it's turning the corner just a little bit, but it's still, it's, it's never in the, in the employee's favor. But is it? Because I, I don't think it is because I have a friend that you know recently she works for a place and they were like listen the talent's better in this city everyone's coming back to the office in that city we're laying you all off <laughs> so no it's it's just what it's doing is just trying to correct to what it was when they meaning management meaning the people in power meaning the people with the money had right. all the power right i hate it i know we've talked about this before i just wanted yep. to bring it up again that for some reason it really annoyed me when it was like i understand you can't post on your social media like you know hateful stuff but it is very annoying to just be like yeah you can i know it. people that have been fired for social media posts that had nothing to do with their job it's, it's slightly ridiculous i don't know if we've talked about this on air but ryan's close with this guy we used to work with that dear god he friended me on social media and holy christ does he post a lot just a lot <laughs> about everything. And I know yeah. I frequently bring this up too, and I talked about it when Matthew Perry passed away, but what are these people's filing systems that when they're like, oh, it's Jimmy Page's birthday today. Here's three photos of me and Jimmy Page. Also, I don't like how rate, and I feel like you never see TV people do this, but you do see radio people do it. Okay. 
where they'll be like, holy shit, can you believe I'm interviewing LL Cool J? It's like, I don't know, man, you're on the radio. Act like you've been there. You never see like the host of the Today Show being like, oh my God, it's LL Cool J. Well, can also, I feel it? like whenever there's somebody on TV being interviewed, that it's always somebody like I'm trying to think of like the like coming up next. We'll also talk to actor French Stewart about the situation in uh, Ukraine. Meaning, like, they go on... Like, they just find someone from a show from 30 years ago that you might remember their name, and, like, those are the actors that are on television. No, I think the big actors do TV. You don't think... It depends on what it is. You don't think the Today Show has massive guests? Oh, the Today Show. Yeah, just the Today Show. But I'm talking, like, outside of the... Like, news outside of the Today Show. I disagree. I mean, Sean Penn, I feel like feel like that's like his whole thing now, right? Yeah, but he's a CIA agent, right? Is he? I don't know I, what's I, going on I, there. I, I question that. He would definitely, if you were like, hey, name a psychopath celebrity, like he'd be in the top 25 you'd mention, right? Uh, I don't think he's really a psychopath, but like I, I like and I know that this is my own little personal conspiracy theory that mm-hmm. I've made up and there's probably no truth to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I allege that, that Sean Penn could be a CIA agent. What, in what sense do you mean? Wouldn't he be a terrible CIA agent because everyone would be like, Hey, you're Sean Penn. He caught El Chapo. Did he? Yes. What did he have to do? He with was that? the bait at least. He was what? He was the bait. Oh, what? He met El Chapo or something? Yeah. That's fucking insane. Did he know that he was the bait? I don't. I, I think so. Yeah. That's why. Like. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well. Anyway. Plus, it like you know he's always he's always you know somewhere saving somebody. Yeah. I just like I don't even think of him as an actor anymore. I just think of a guy who's going around flood zones on boats and like right. like, if, like if you can see the roofs underwater, shortly beyond those roofs <laughs> is Sean Penn. <laughs> In a rowboat. That, I'm not even that, like that's how I think of him. I understand. I think of him as a CIA is like a, like like he's the he's Julia Child. He's the you know the celebrity CIA agent. The scene is me. I'm in Alabama. Alabama has flooded. I'm on my roof. It is a deep red state situation. Sean Penn, the only man for miles, takes his rowboat to my roof to rescue me. I. Sticking to my guns, quite literally, refused to get into the boat because he played Harvey Milk. And then I died. Oh. That's, you know. I had, I had, have you ever had, um, like, you hear after the fact. That's my new character, a- by the way. Uh, Deep State Republican Mark. <laughs> That's like, okay. And you die in a flood? I just die in a flood. I don't get vaxxed. I die from not getting COVID. I die in a flood because I wanted to protect my guns from the flood. You're Kenny McCormick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what were you about to say? No, you ever been, you ever, you ever hear some, like, like after you're done, someone talking about you and like you get the report back about it. What? What do you mean? What happened today that like I was with somebody and then apparently they were, you know, talking about me afterwards. Oh, explain the situation. I'm sure you did an interview. Yeah. All right, and, well, happened? we no, it was really nice because I felt like or like I felt it was a really good interview. And so did Stan and Nicole. But we we uh, we had a lot of time with Jared Leto today. OK. And it was just and apparently afterwards, after we left, he was telling everybody that he enjoyed it also. And that just made me feel really good. What do you interview Jared Leto about? Because I can give we, you like, let's say he were doing our shows. I would. Can I tell you where I would start? Yeah, I would be. Like, I mean, he he brought it up. So where we started? See, like I climbed the Empire State Building yesterday. Yes. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but like I climbed the <laughs> building. I mean, I guess if you're going to do it, you're going to brag about it. It's pretty it. fucking sweet. I'm sure that my team had to get 700,000 permits. <laughs> I doubt that I was ever in any real danger, but I did do it. It was so cool. It was like 30 seconds to Mars, but like fucking eight hours for me to get to the top of the building. Anyway, I would be like, Jared, Um, much like somebody we've also had on the past, uh, CIA agent Sean Penn, it seems like you take yourself just extremely extremely seriously is that exhausting elaborate 
Also, follow-up question. When did you decide to make your entire persona, and maybe this is not the right words, um, Christ-like? When did you decide that that would be your persona? You know, that's, that is something we didn't talk about. Dude, I saw him at When We Were Young, okay. the festival. He was performing with 30 Seconds to Mars, and he was dressed like the fucking macho king. Remember Did, when Randy yes, Savage? Like, yes. Yes, that's what he looked like. Did he bungee jump into uh, to When We Were Young? I have no idea. That would have required me to watch the set. I understand. Uh, so was he... I heard, I saw in Demois that he was talking with someone, who knows if this is real, about a biopic he has coming out called Jared that's just about his life. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, it would be way funnier if Jared Leto played Jared from Subway in like a horrible, you know, true light, true crime of. Well, one thing we learned today is that he discourages people from gaining or losing weight for a role. So I don't know if he would do that without prosthetics. Oh, okay. And why is that? Why does he do? What else did just you learn? Just because it's not healthy. Okay. But, he but he's totally was, cool with being like, I'm going to scale a building? Yeah, yeah. Mm. He did say, because I asked him, like, I'm like, what were, you know, was there something that, was there, did you want to do, what I asked was, is did you want to do any of this a different way when they're like, no, that's too dangerous? He's like, yeah, the whole thing. He, he said that they just kept telling him no over and over again, and he kept asking until they said yes. Dude, think about how crazy it is to be a celebrity. In the sense that they're like, hey, Jared, you got a new album coming out. Like if somebody was like, Ryan, the mashup has, you know, is signing a new contract or whatever. What do you want to do to celebrate? And you were like, guys, I want to climb the World Trade Center. They'd just be like, no. But if you're famous at a certain point, you can just be like, you don't understand. I want to climb a tall building. I'm going to climb the Empire (laughs) State Building. Have we asked the Chrysler Center? I'm going to do it. And they're like, Jared, you can't. You're, you're, you're not. You're not. And he's like, okay, okay. And then like a couple of days later, you know, he's like still kind of mulling that climb the Empire State Building idea. Childhood dream. I really want to do this. And there's a team of people that work for him that no matter, or we're picking on him, but there's a team of people that work for these celebrities that no matter what they say, they have to go try to make it happen. And then they're in trouble when they can't. Ryan, Ryan, that's not just people who work for celebrities that's very much my own life that's how working for somebody goes i think yeah but if you're like if you're the assistant manager at 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 a dollar general and the regional manager like the regional manager isn't going to come to you and say i want to climb the empire state building and you have to make it happen if you want to get promoted that's fair that's fair (laughs) do you know that if i could do any like uh big stunt or whatever if i could recreate anything do you know what i would do to celebrate (laughs) wait what would you first of all what would the stunt be the houston 620 that's what i would do i would do the houston 620 but it would be the zito 620 why don't you google the houston 620 why don't you google it why doesn't everyone google the houston 620 now am i gonna like get arrested if i do this it's one of those if you know you know okay but still, this is what I think Jared Leto should have done to fucking celebrate his new. I raffle. just did this on a. I just did that on a company computer, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna enter this into evidence when I, at my at my hearing. Yeah. I Houston thought you took the training, Mark. No, I, I mean, I didn't finish it yet. We had to record the show. Yeah. I remember that from when... Uh, I remember that from when I was growing up. It would always be on, like, banner ads. They'd be like, the Houston 620. Like, apparently she did the 600. She did 500 and was like, let's add 120 more. What a day. Now, I don't know how I'm, – I'm very curious because one member of the morning mashup took his – Did the Houston took his, 620? No. Oh. Took, uh, took, uh, took this very seriously. Okay. But, but he, Jared said that when he plays Barclays – because I asked him about uh, Matthew McConaughey because he had Matthew McConaughey on stage with him at, at Austin City Limits. Obviously. And I'm like, how do you – like 
And I'm like, how do you like, you know, how'd you get him up there? And how do you normally like figure out who you're going to bring on stage with you? And I would be like, uh, I'm Christ. I just climbed the Empire State Building. How hard do you think it is to get Matthew McConaughey to show up? Well, he said, he's like, we didn't even plan it. He's like, we text, but like I got there and I saw him down in the pit. And so I told him to come up. And he's like, I just wish that he's like, I want everyone on stage with me. In fact, the three of you, I want you to come to the Barclays Center and come up on stage with me. Oh, Stan must have been like, holy shit, we're going. (laughs) When is the show? Tonight? No, it's in January, maybe. Oh, this motherfucker's going to completely forget that he said this. (laughs) But he's like, come on stage. You can do it. He's like, think about what you want to do. You can dance. You can read a poem. You can. uh," And we're like, all right. So now I I don't I guess if he really is serious about it, I got to figure out something to do on stage at the 30 Seconds to Mars concert. Can we scrub the past 15 minutes of the show where I low key talk shit about this man so that we can also go on stage? Because idea Samson 621. No. <laughs> I mean, it would get press. It would definitely get press. <laughs> Just saying. Which number in the 620 are you? I'm not. I'm just commentating. I don't. I'm uh-huh. not fucking you. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm there for moral support. Or lack of morals <laughs> support, you could say. I. I. What? Okay. If you guys go on stage and read a poem with 30 seconds to Mars, I would be endlessly entertained. That's you you would be endlessly entertained, so would I. Why don't you scale a tiny building or something? I wonder if we could scale the scale the bleachers. So scale the lighting so rig. Dumb. So I don't know what I would do. What did Stan? Because I know you and Nicole were probably like, "Oh yeah, great, I'm sure we'll be there." And Stan, I know Stan. Stan was Stan's in, right? Like this is happening. He, whose contact information did he try and get to make sure? You you are not far off. I will I will say he's he's like we're doing like he's it was pretty much like we're doing this right like everyone's hearing this. <laughs> If you guys actually do that, hold on. Let me see what the thing they... is. The thing is, I'm not sure that, like, like if you think about who it was that was saying saying First it to of all, us. This show is in August. It is a oh, nearly a year from now. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. There, like, there have been many things promised to us as the morning mashup that that just have never like like we've been promised to ride in a in a in a crew float during Mardi Gras. Enrique Iglesias promised to like take us to Miami on his jet once. I understand it's probably not going to happen. No, you should. You should. I think I actually am on the side of Stan in this. Like people shouldn't say shit that they're not ready to do. Like I would be like, all right, give me your number. I'd be like, let's do it, Jared. Find me in the pit, dog. Well, I mean, we certainly know how to get in touch with their people. I think you should do this. I, I'm not opposed to it at all. I mean, like, listen, I think it's something we should explore. And if it could happen, it would be hysterical. What would you what would you think that like would would should we do three separate things? Should Stan, Nicole and I each have our own bit like that? Because I imagine if it happens all at the same time, right, we'll be up there. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe we'll be up there the whole time and we're just like unmiked and just why don't the crowd you learn, doesn't know. Why don't you actually learn to play one of their songs? Like you play drums and Nicole plays guitar and Stan plays bass and Jared Butto <laughs> sings it with you. Or, or no, we just have a band to the side that we play with the accuracy and precision of the Cars for Kids kids. Oh my God. What if you say you want to perform the Cars for Kids jingle with Jared Leto? <laughs> like he's like, you can do anything. And you're like, anything? One, eight, seven, seven cars for kids. Think about this. If Jared Leto performed the Cars for Kids jingle with the morning mashup, that would actually go viral. Yeah, I know. It's not a bad idea. It's a great idea. Well, could you and and, and like a, a very you know like rock heavy thirty seconds to Mars version? No, I want it. I want it straight. Let's not let's not straight fuck with cover the canon of the Cars for Kids song. I want it to be. <laughs> I would. I would check that out. So. I still vividly remember John Mayer singing My Buddy at the 930 Club. 
Yeah, see? We can do artists can can sing a lot of jingles. They're musical. <laughs> Jared could do this. I remember we did a show at the Apollo. Uh, it was a Sirius XM show. I want to say it was it was like U2 or Guns N' Roses. I can't remember if it was U2 or Guns N' Roses. I think it was one of them. And this like guy was like trying to get in late and my boss was like, "No. You you don't you're like you don't have a ticket. You're not on the, he's like, "I'm on the, And then it turned out that the man that he was very much trying to throw out of the Apollo was in fact Jared Leto. Oh my god. Yeah. How do you not recognize Jared Leto? I don't know. I like cuz if you're maybe if you're 50 and don't give a fuck about 30 seconds to Mars. I don't know. Or never never watched, I don't know, never watched anything on television? I or I a movie? I, it's not like he's just in a band. Okay, the guy's I don't think like I've seen w- anything he's in. He's an Oscar-winning actor. I'm going to now look at his filmography, and I can tell you, I don't think I've seen anything he's in. Wait a second. That's hard to believe. All right. Uh, How to Make an American Quilt. I've not seen that. <laughs> the Last of the High Kings. No. Prefontaine. No. Switchback. No. Basil. No. Urban Legend. No. The Thin Red Line. No. Black and White. No. Fight Club, I don't want to hear it. No. Girl Interrupted, no. American Psycho, no. Requiem for a Dream, no. Sunset Strip, no. Soul Good, no. Highway, no. Panic Room, no. Phone Booth, I don't think so. Alexander, Hubert Selby, Lord of War, all of these, no. Dallas Buyers Club, no. Uh, Justice League, no. House of Gucci, no. Pretty much nothing. I've wow. Seen None of these. I mean, and there are some really like 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 uh, Requiem for a Dream is a really good movie. Don't care. There's some really good movies in there too. It's too late now. Panic Room. That was like Jodie Foster, right? And 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 uh, was that? I am I wrong? In Panic Dwight Yoakam. Perhaps Panic Room. I saw. Am I right that Dwight Yoakam's in that? Probably. He's a creep. <laughs> Let me see. Yes, he is. And a young Kristen Stewart. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Anyway, that's probably why. We'll update that next year as to whether or not I go on stage with 30 seconds Oh, yeah. Mars. Keep tuning in, in nine <laughs> months from now. We'll let you know. <laughs> All right. I have a couple different things here okay. that, that we could talk about. I'll let you. Uh, there's uh, three things, right? One of three. And, and we might get to all of them. This might just be in the order we talk about them. All right. Um, people apparently fans list uh, the Barclays Center and Madison Square Garden as two of the scariest sports arenas in the country. Are they just afraid of the surrounding areas? Where, where, where that's the oh, whole. That's if you decide to talk about it. Oh, I get to choose. Okay. Yeah, you get to choose. Well, I mean, I I feel like we almost have to talk about that because like you've been invited on stage at the Barclays Center, which you're now saying people think is the scariest one of the scariest venues in the country. This is Picks 11. Uh, the NBA uh, or, or visiting NBA fans are uncomfortable going to Madison Square Garden and Berkeley Center survey shows. A new study broke down crime statistics around 29 NBA arenas and those in MSG and Barclays Center were ranked among the safest arenas in the NBA. Fans ranked MSG as the top arena they were scared to visit while Barclays ranked 5th of 29th. Yeah, my question is, how many of them actually went there? You know what I'm saying? Well, no, this is just like, I guess this is just like if you were going to go to a road game, you know, which arena are you scared to go by? I think it has a, you know, there's this whole, I think that largely the whole, and maybe I've just had positive experiences or I don't sit next to totally drunk shitholes and shitheads and whatever. But like, I've never really had a big visiting team problem. Well, no, I think this is no, no. I think this is like you said, the surrounding areas. It's sort of like which arena, not only inside, but sort of like, you know, you wouldn't want to visit there. Oh, well, that's just people being scared of New York and Brooklyn. We've talked about that. I mean, if you watch, think about the amount of people in the country that probably watch only Fox News. I'm not even getting into this politically right now. Think about what is then said about crime and murder and danger in New York. Like, obviously, they'd be like, fuck that. Why would I choose that place? They hand out fentanyl on the subway. And it's good fentanyl. It just puts you to sleep for a little. Right. 
So it's just I, I, go ahead. I don't know. Are you afraid to go to the arena? Do you think Jared Leto will send a car for you, or will you have to no. take the subway? I think I'll probably have to take uh, Jersey Transit out to uh, that that very scary. Like it, I will tell you that that it is a little bit scary getting from Newark Penn Station to the Prudential Center. Well, yeah, because that's Newark, which is I do consider to be actually dangerous as opposed to let's say New York City. New, New York City, yeah. All right, what are my other options on stories? That didn't really do it for me. Okay. Uh, let's see. The, the, there's a, a notice that came out on a blog that somebody got a hold of an internal um, note from American Airlines, basically. Okay. That tells uh, their uh, employees to not treat people in the back of the cabin, not to treat them poorly, but to like, hey, quit being so nice. I don't think that's true. This is this is what it says. This was the this was the this was the uh, alleged uh, message from an internal American Airlines memo. Yes. As part of our commitment to ensuring a consistent customer experience, please refrain from offering premium cabin amenities services, i.e., pillows, blankets, amenity kits, and certain food items to customers who are not seated in a premium cabin. I 100% agree with them. I mostly do too. Like, okay, like the whole thing that's annoying if you pay for something premium, right? Is when somebody who didn't pay for the premium thing gets it for free. It's infuriating. So if you're saying, hey, maybe we don't give free champagne to the people who didn't pay for the ability to have free champagne, I think that's fine. Now, how do you feel about you made if. It sound like they were like, send the pores to the back and only give them <sighs> cups of water. Well, I think that's sort of what it is saying is keep the curtain closed. I mean, like, listen, I get it. The the food, I get it, right? Like the, 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 the drinks, the free drinks, I understand. The pillows and blankets are interesting. Like you don't, you don't think that, that somebody uh, in coach who's freezing and maybe sick or pregnant or, or just wants a fucking blanket should have a pillow or a blanket because they're behind the curtain. I'm sure if they ask directly, maybe it's, hey, don't. Well, this does say, i.e. pillows, blankets. Yeah, but if they, they're saying don't offer it, maybe you can still ask for it. Also, though, the thing is, if you want to lay on an airplane pillow or if you think an airplane blanket provides actual wa- warmth, are you out of your mind? Well, it's more warmth than not having. And I'm, I agree with you that you're not, you know, going to be that cozy. But, it, it, you know, like you certainly, it, it's better than just having cold air blowing on you if the AC is going high. All right. I just think that, yeah, I, I agree with American Airlines. Be more prepared to fly. Planes are always cold. Planes are freezing. You should know. Like, when's the last time you were hot on a plane? Uh, it happens a lot in this. I usually it's it's once you're on you're going, it's not that bad. Yes, exactly. But I've definitely I've been boarded on planes where they don't leave the gate and don't turn the engines on, and you're fucking dying. Oh well, yes. I'm, I'm talking about in the air. Yeah, in the air mostly it's fine once exactly. you're going. But it's usually the, that I've been boarded and then a delay is hit and you're sitting there and they don't turn the engine on and it's just awful. Well, I think I had, that's good. I like that they. I like that that leaked. I think it makes them look great. It's like, hey, we're selling a premium product. Let's do it correctly. I got yelled at, like not not yelled at, but sort of like the 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 flight attendant shade twice on my flight to Vegas. About what? It was really frustrating. Well, what did you do? That that I got that I got like a drink. Right, I had a drink when they did their service, and twice. I got up and I went into the bathroom when the seatbelt sign was off. And when I was in the bathroom, the fucking plane bumped. And I'm like, oh, God. And then the seatbelt sign comes on. And I was in the back, right? And they're right there. I'm like, excuse me, can I just grab one more uh, drink from you? And they're like, sir, the seatbelt sign's on. Fuck. (laughs) So I'm like, so... Yeah, so like it's a five hour flight, right? So the seatbelt sign comes off, and I'm like, all right, I'll go do this again. And I get up and I walk to the back, and I'm like, I'm sitting in row like 15 or something like that. I get back to row 30 and bump right before I get to the flight attendants. Boom. Did they uh, give you the is... drink? No. 
No, again, again. The seatbelt sign goes on, and by the time I got to the back, I'm like, hey, can I? And they're like, sir, didn't you just see the seatbelt sign? And I'm like, oh, come on. Okay, here's, here's where you fucked up. Just hit the call button. Make them come to you. Secondly, where were you sitting? Were you in normal coach? Or I was in, yeah, I was in normal coach. That's where you also fucked up. Oh, no kidding, dude. I wanted to be, I, I checked every day to get a different seat. Like, like when I booked it, it was the only option I had. And, and I checked every day and, and never got a chance to move. Also, were you trying to get alcoholic drinks? Yes. See, that's another thing. I think that annoys them because you're looking to get fucked up on the plane. So you got to bring your own. You know what? I love the, hey, you can't consume your own alcohol announcement at the beginning of every flight. Funniest thing to me. Because it's like, how would you know? What, what is your plan here, airline? Oh, I've consumed my own alcohol on a plane and they knew. <laughs> and what'd they do? Uh, they, nothing. Exactly. Told us to be quiet. I was, I, that was on the way to spring break when I was in college. Well, we were very. fucking 20 something years ago. Yeah, I know. But still, it's a different time. It was pre nine eleven. It was a different it? time. Uh, yeah, you're right. Okay, goddamn man. <laughs> still, Did they you weren't light they up were a still joint legal. on the plane too. Like, what else were you? That, that was legal back then, right? Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that you made the flight attendant. Did you ever get your drink? No. Did you get like afraid to keep asking because it would seem like you had some type of drinking problem? Pretty much, yeah. Good. They shamed you into not. <laughs> That they pretty much shamed me into only having one drink on the six-hour flight. I love how you just said that. Like, you were like, can you believe I was only able to have one drink on the six-hour flight? The implication was, that's 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 inhumane. Well, I mean, it's total downtime. They have the alcohol back there. It's not like it's not on the plane. Like, it's already there. I'm on vacation. I'm going to Las Vegas. It's not also crazy that after, like, you know, work that I'd want to start my vacation. I I don't think that that's insane. I don't disagree. But when you say things like, oh, I had only one drink on the six-hour flight, it's like, all right, man, you had a lot of time to make up for that. It's annoying, sure. Also, well, why, don't, why was, didn't you order two when you got the first one? I Well, I always order two. So you'd had two drinks. Yeah, but that's really one. No. Those little, those that's little, not how, those that's little. That's not how fucking drinks work, Ryan. What bar do you go into that when you ask for a drink, they serve you, a, unless you're in South Carolina in the 80s, do they serve you exactly, what are those things, one and a half ounce? Yeah, but that's a shot. That's, that's technically a drink. It technically is a drink, but I live in New York City, and you know how drinks are so poured So I have here. a question. When you went to the back, and you were like, listen, honey, I need another drink. So I imagine you did. First of all, I called her toots. Did you, did you ask for two drinks? Sugar. Hook me up. Did you ask for two, though? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. See? <laughs> they were like, fuck this guy. <laughs> He's asking for doubles. The plane is careening towards the ground. We're all going to die. The engines are on fire. You this better give me three then. Can I have two? Can I have two bottles of of uh, Woodford? This is this is an apropos of nothing. It's really just about public transportation. But I sat next to an elderly gentleman that I have to. I mean, it's not important that he was gay, but I do think he was gay. Um, recently, who spent our train ride? I mean, and he he had to be at least at least sixty five. Like he was gray, tall, didn't look great. And it's weird when you're sitting next to somebody. He just spent a the entire train ride. This was ninety minutes, sending shirtless photos of himself and also of his dick to people. As I just oh, you sat can there. see it. Yeah, I was just like, huh? Okay, what do I do? <laughs> like, I obviously there's what? nothing to do. What is it with you and your luck in seeing random dick pics? It's really not that hard. Like, if you think of the amount of people that are sending dick pics, right? Because at first, I think the reason I originally saw it was because I was like, oh, this man doesn't think of... It didn't strike me as the type of man that would wear purple nail polish. Okay. And I was like, huh, weird. So I was looking at his hand, and then I was like, oh, his hand's typing into his phone. And I was like, that's probably... I think that's his penis. Uh, Weird. Well, my favorite, or one of my, there's so many Mark Zito stories that are my favorite, but my favorite story about you is that when we were in Phoenix. Oh, yes. With At the, uh, what is now Boy. called the Arizona, I think, Financial Theater or something. It was, it, that, was that, that was fun, I think. I don't think that was Fall Out Boy. Okay. Tegan and the, Sarah so, opened. 
<laughs> somebody somebody asked you to take a photo of the morning mashup with them and it was it was it was a guy and he handed you his phone in in the picture was up but in the little thumbnail on the bottom left of his iPhone was just a clear shot of his penis. Yeah, cuz you know you can see the last photo you took it was just that guy's dick. I remember that. <laughs> Never forget that actually. It's seared in, and this is the fact that you've seen it more than once, because that's never happened to me. One time, we sat behind a guy at a concert that was texting a woman that he wanted her to fist him, and he was also sitting clearly with his wife and kids, and I was just like... You're making an assumption. We don't know the gender of the person he was texting. It was... Well, the person had a woman's name in his phone, or... or, Fine, fine. All right. Had a stereotypical woman's name. I don't know. I... I for, I didn't think that we could see the name. Fisting is a sex act that has always just boggled my mind. I haven't watched enough research videos on it, but I just don't know how you propose that or how you're like, let's gear up for this. Like, I'm going to put my whole hand in there. And, and do it's you think Friday. It's a- I don't know. <laughs> Do you do you think it's insulting to like like listen I I I know I tell you you're big but how would you feel about the forearm Jesus Christ yeah I I don't want to get into this okay all right there's one more thing here we we haven't covered that we can get to okay that uh, apparently this this is not the uh, first time this has ever come up in the world apparently hmm. but it made it to a blog and then the New York Post picked up on it and everyone's having uh, a fun with it, that there is, they're talking about the number of people who, who shit in line uh, at Disney. What? Yes. Hold on. I'm going to put the, I'm going to put the uh, post story right now in chat for you. So they shit their pants? Basically. Do they is wear that diapers? They, no, well, the, 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 the implication is that they stand in line for so long that they end up just, you know, dropping and, and shitting in line or peeing in line. And that, that there's, one, there's a couple different rides that they say that it happens constantly. Okay. Rise, of, rise of the Resistance. And... Yes, I am in the queue for the Rise of Resistance world, and someone let their kid take a dump on the floor, and then they just walked out and left it. What the fuck wrote one poster on Reddit? Huh. And and the thing is like there this is about Disney and they said that you know they have a code it's code H which used to stand for horse crap when there used to be horses that would you know draw carriages through mm-hmm. the park but now it's just for people. Disney is bad on lines but I got to imagine like this like other parks have the exact same problem. I can't imagine that this is exclusive to just one place. I just, I don't want to make fun of anyone's poop emergency only because I feel like it's bad poop emergency karma. Like what if I then have a shit emergency and I'm like, oh God, this is what was going to happen. But I, I, I don't know. Like I, I just think like, you can't make your kid shit on the floor and not pick it up. I do think in that, in that, like, I don't think if I saw a kid shitting on the floor, now granted, I don't know how old the kid would have to be. Like, what age would it not be weird to me? That's a different discussion. But if a kid right. was shitting on the floor, I would definitely think it was fine if you cleaned up after it like a dog. Like, I'd be like, these <laughs> things happen. Parenting is hard. But you can't just leave it. You can't. Well, the thing is, is you're saying kids, but I don't think all of these incidents are children. Imagine liking, imagine being an adult who likes Star Wars so much that you need to go on a Star Wars themed experience, but you need to go on that Star Wars themed experience so bad that you wait in line to the brink of shitting your pants and then you do. Or, or, or like the other way around. I mean, like, dude, eating, just eating amusement park food can cause that kind of uh, think about it like you've you've flown to a new country you Mm -hmm. you eat like deep fried like you know probably deep fried american food has got to screw some people up that have never been here before yeah i've told you i haven't been to an amusement park since 2006 the last I, I I can't remember. I know the last time I went. I don't know what year it was, and it was sort of like the the, the rides, like all the rides that I used to love when I was a kid. I'm getting on. I'm like, I don't want to do this. 
Yeah, like I think I don't think I would like a roller coaster anymore. Like I used to love them. I think now I like do a low impact Peloton ride and I feel all fucked up. So I think like <sighs> I would get injured if I went on a roller I'm coaster. Ever so slightly claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. So when they lock um, in, we not, well not only that, but now all the roller coasters today. Like, you know, when we were kids, it's like, okay, hold on. And then they introduced the lap bar and then the shoulder harnesses. But now, because there's so much jostling and they're and they're so quick, they literally like put your head in a helmet almost where like where when they put the shoulder pads over you, like your head has no room to move. Mm, yeah. It's so you don't break your neck. Right. And it's just I don't like that. It's not fun. I, I I concur. Do you want to do a new segment called Mark Clicks a Headline Knowing Nothing About the Story? Yes, tell me. Okay, it's Ryan Reynolds saves the day after Wrexham Star's wife diagnosed with inoperable brain tumor. And I have oh, to no. imagine I'm going to click this link and it's going to be like Ryan Reynolds found this guy a new wife. But let's see if I'm right. <laughs> Wait, whose wife? Do you watch Wrexham? No. It's good. Mm, Anthony Ford. Oh. Uh, da, 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 da. How did he save the day? Well, Ryan helped get a second opinion. And they said it was operable? Hold on. Best case scenario from what they were first told. Okay, so basically it sounds like it's operable or something. Okay, good. So it went from unoperable to operable. Good job, so Ryan Reynolds, for basically being like, hey, why don't we ask? another person just to be sure (laughs) like i didn't know saying i know a guy could turn you into a hero i just i do think it would be sort of hilarious if um i hope she's okay uh, me too but what if it had just been like ryan Reynolds was like i'll find you a new wife just totally (laughs) that would not be nice that would would people think of him differently differently i think i think so yeah we have like or at least five. if he did it so if he did it so soon like like maybe uh, like after a few years that might be okay but if that's his initial reaction I think that that wouldn't play well in PR. Okay. Well, this is why I'm not a celebrity. Like if somebody told me they wanted to climb the Empire State Building, I'd be like that's stupid. But if I was a celebrity, I'd be like great idea. That's going to work. Uh we have about 5 minutes left. Well, you didn't tell me what you would do, what crazy thing you would do, uh, you know. I thought it was Houston 620. Thought I did. Yeah, no, you see, that's not real. Okay. What I would actually do is, like, wait, I can do anything? You can do anything. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you hear, like, any, like, so many of these ideas, like, sound insane until you do them. Until somebody does it. Like, they're like, they, they fucking, they dug up Elvis's corpse. And now it's like, <laughs> it's like to celebrate the release of the extended version of 1989. Like, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, if I if I could really do a stunt, I... That's the thing, is is I don't, uh, like, I, is there a stunt that I want to do? I, can I fly? I can like I wear explode. the... That's it. I want to wear, the, I want to do that, that Red Bull jetpack thing. You would die, though. You think I would just like crash right into the ground or immediately? Or it would explode. Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, here's my big stunt. I'm going to use those like water shooting things that take you up out of the lake briefly and let you levitate above the lake, but then you just fall back into it safely. They have one here at my lake if you want to do it. How much is it? I don't know. I, it, I don't think it's that expensive. I mean, like, it's not. Why don't the you thing. buy one? How do, what if I buy one? Yeah, just, let's just have it. I don't want to well, just use looks, somebody it, else's. It looks more like just an attachment for a jet ski than anything else. Can you do like a floating bar? Yeah. Can you get a liquor license to have a floating bar? I've thought about that and I think it's possible, yes. That would be dope. It would be it would be pretty amazing. Uh I would imagine though that like the insurance on it would be crazy yeah drunk people in the middle of a lake is is just doesn't sound like uh, also like i mean sure there's an increased risk of drowning but like yeah. i don't understand how anyone's allowed to have a bar with the way like things you can get sued for you, like it just like it's like hey here's a here's a building so what's your business well it's a building where we set it up and people come in and they drink poison but if they drink too much poison 
they fucking die or they well, leave also, and they injure someone. Like if I was ensuring that, I'd say that's a terrible idea. Also, I live in the only city in this country that that I'm confident the majority of people walk home after they've drank. Everywhere else, everyone is driving home. By the way, I'm such a moron that I originally was sitting here and I was like, I don't think that happens in Greenwood Lake. I was like, I think it would happen more in New York City. And then I was like, wait a second. Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing is in New York City, you know, like, because you 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 walk everywhere already. So you're walking home from the bar. Everyone who gets drunk is walking home unless you live in New Jersey. But but whereas like everywhere else in the country, you can guarantee the number of people walking home after the bar is like two percent. Oh, you're 100 percent right. I remember when we moved out of the city or even out of Jersey City, I was like, oh, shit, I got to I have to I have to drink completely differently now. Yeah. Everyone pretends like like drunk driving like is like this uh, thing that rarely happens. And when it does, it's so bad and everyone get caught, gets caught where really it's like everyone in this country does every time they drink. Oh, my God. Yeah. The drunk. Like, that's why I. Lots of times on like Saturday nights or whatever, I don't even like being out driving at like eight or nine p.m. I don't, I'm like, what, yeah. what? What is? What good is going to come of this? Because I'm a sissy boy who wants to be here while my daughter grows up. What a nerd! <laughs> um, it is one of the most hypocritical things ever, though. That well, I but, just find absolutely hysterical, just, especially like once you've lived in a place where literally everyone walks home and there's and, and drunk driving is not like as big of it. Like, you know, you see how much everyone drinks and drives everywhere else. Yeah. No, I, I you're a million percent right. I a million percent agree. Any uh, any big plans this weekend? I imagine hopefully no drunk driving. Uh, I have tickets to Syracuse and Pitt at Yankee Stadium tomorrow. Ooh, wow! Yes. Two storied football programs. Do you have any? Can I? Do you have any extras? Do I? Yeah, I do. Do you want to come? Absolutely not. No, I would never go to that. I was just. Come on. <laughs> I knew. I, I you know I knew what you were gonna say, but I, I, I asked. Anyway. I'm actually trying to think of the amount of money you would have to offer me to go for me to then ask Sarah if I could go. I did offer them to a friend, and and he he made a very long explanation as to why he didn't want to go. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to tell me why you don't want to go to a college football game in November or two schools. You have literally nothing. To do <laughs> yeah, with. exactly. All right, I'll well, find someone who went to Syracuse. Any uh, any thoughts before we get out of here? No, that's it. All right, be here tomorrow at Tih Show at Mark Zito at Mashup Ryan. Bye. Bye.